0: It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country on The Drive with Dan Berger, brought to you by Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards. Always a pleasure to have our uh, guest today in. He's a regular on California Wine Country. He's Mr. Don Chigazola, and I call him Don Don because... You know, Don is in Don Vito, Don the Godfather. Right. He's, he's a, a wine godfather to me, Mr. Chigazola. So I call him Don Don because Don Chigazola wouldn't work because that's his name. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Uh, and, dude, welcome back. It's great to see you.
2: Thank you. Buonasera, buonasera. Yeah. Great, great to be back. And um, I'm very excited uh, because I've brought uh, to share with you and Dan uh, mm. Some great wines from one of the most renowned regions in Italy, the Piemonte. Yeah. And so you're going to taste the great wines of Piemonte today.
0: I can't wait. And uh, let me give a little history here. Uh, uh, Don Chigazola. Two hundred years ago, he immigrated to America. <laughs> oh, uh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. No, his ancestors immigrated to America from Genoa.
2: Ah, Genovese. Genovese.
0: Yeah. Uh, Can't trust them. He's been <laughs> he's been importing goods and merchandise and wines from all over Italy for so long. And again, yeah. explain how it is that. You do what you do because it's such a trip. It's one of the greatest jobs in the world, and you spend a lot of time in Italy, but you're spending time with uh, small family wineries and, and things like that, and you're, you're just
2: investigating and tasting and going, oh, these people are good, and this is good, and I'll bring it home. Exactly. Well, Steve, uh, along with my wife, Debbie, and my son, Tony, we literally drive the back roads of Italy looking for native Italian variety wines from small family producers who've been doing it for generations. And when we find one that we think is a great representative of that district, we develop a relationship with the family, uh, and then I do the work to get their wines imported over here which um is uh, no easy task but uh, uh we've been doing it now for 10 years we currently import wines from 12 different families soon to be 13 uh in 10 different regions
0: and it's a uh well chigazola merchants a family business built on your passion for food and wines of italy and uh Again, one of the coolest jobs in the world you have. Thank you. I pinch myself every day. I can imagine. You just got back from a month. Pretty close. And yes. I love following your uh, exploits on Facebook, uh, and every time I see you and see you photos and see you talking about it, I get very jealous. Uh <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I crawl, I crawl into the fetal position under the bed and go, I'm not Don <laughs> Chickasola, damn it!
2: <laughs> oh, well, uh, this last trip, we had uh, the wonderful opportunity to visit with a, a new family that were going to be importing their wines from the far northern region of, called the Alto Adige. This is up against the Austrian border. Right. Great climate for... White wines, and so I was telling Dan before the show. I found this fabulous producer up there, who um, uh, I hope to have their wines in in country and in my warehouse here in Santa Rosa by the end of this year. But uh, they're producers of Riesling, Silvaner, and uh, Kerner varietals, which aren't. I mean, Riesling is very well known here, but the Kerner and the Silvaner are not as well known. Yeah, so. Definitely. Uh, It'll be fun for my wine club members to experience these wines because they're pretty hard to find here. But, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Who
0: didn't turn their phone off? Not that I care. Oops. Burger. (laughs) My phone's off. Burger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So how many times these days, these uh, Years are you uh,
2: you know how much time are you spending in Italy these because you said it was almost a month this yeah last so time. uh we went back last September september of twenty one and spent an entire month then and went uh from north to south visiting our current producers because it with the pandemic, it had been quite some time before we had s- spent any time with them, so right. I needed to check in with them taste their their current vintages, and you know just reestablish that relationship that we enjoy so much with them. Uh, And then every year around, uh, I guess it's April now, uh, there is an international wine show in Verona, Italy called Italy. Anybody in the wine business uh, knows uh, about this show. Uh, 6,000 producers uh, come to Verona and pour their wines, uh, trying to attract people like me, uh, importers who will – Buy their wine and and uh, import them into our country uh, and I use that opportunity to look for new wines, visit with our current producers, and explore some new areas and I still and you've talked about this before
0: when you 've been in, and uh, it, it blows me away how you pull this off i mean you're you're driving around all these uh, areas of Italy, and how do you know where you're going and how do you hook up with
2: these, especially these small family wine, wineries? It, that's a great question, and, and there's no one answer to that. We've, we've, through our 10 years now, we've learned different methods to try to um, explore these these areas and, and find really a good match for our profile. Uh, one way is that Vanilli Wine Show I spoke about where, sure. you know, a great place in one location uh, to go taste some wines you haven't tasted before and meet some pr- new producers. But we never import any wine until we have a chance to actually go to their vineyard, go to their winery, meet the family, and really learn about them and make sure they're a match for us and we're a match for them. Uh, we're we're very, very small importers, so we're not a match for everybody. There's lots of producers that, you know, m- millions of bottles that they're looking for the big national. Sure, That's not us. Yeah. We typically only import uh, between, oh, three and 500 bottles. I'm, I'm sorry, three and 500 cases a year uh, into Sonoma County. So we're, we're micro importers, is, is probably a good way to describe that. And then the other way we find these producers is we will be looking for a particular wine that a, a particular region is known for. For example, we're going back to Sardinia in September. Sardinia is known for the big red canonal and it's also known for a wonderful white called Vermentino. We want to add both of those to our portfolio. So we met a producer that we liked uh, their, their wines in uh, Vin Italy, and now we're going back to finish our due diligence and walk their cantina and walk their vineyards And make sure it is it is a fit so those are the three ways the other way uh in fact we love to do is just to go into another area always find uh the village with the centro and always in the centro is a park bench with uh, several old italian gentlemen dressed in their suits uh sitting around drinking wine And and arguing and arguing and so i'd love to go up and just introduce myself practice my italian and uh Ask them who makes the best Cannonau in this village, and we get names that way. Then we go knock on doors. So uh it's it's it really is exploration, but it's a lot of fun. So, What's man. really
1: fascinating about that kind of a concept, especially for people in Sonoma County who are interested in unusual wines or wines they've never heard of, or maybe they've read about them but haven't tasted them. Don's a- a availability on these wines is local, pretty much, and it's these are wines that are not going to be reviewed by. Some scorer in Maryland or somewhere. This is, and they're not uh, not going to be at Bottle Barn. Well, occasionally... He'll Once in a while? Yeah. That's why they're on ball barn. Yeah, okay. Sorry. But, but the Sorry, nice bottle barn. The, well, the <laughs> nice part about it for, for people who are interested in unusual wines, but really high-quality wines, these are direct imports, which means that the prices are going to be a little bit softer than they would be if they were a national distributor. A exactly. national distributor is going to mark them up another 20%, and that a lot of that goes to uh, just marketing, and you don't do that. You just keep the wines at fair pricing, and and make it available locally. It's great.
0: Chigazolamerchants.com. You need to check them out. Our uh, good friend Christopher Di Matteo. he is our Los Angeles producer for Vicario Productions, and he just texted me saying, if we're going to Piemonte,
2: there will be truffles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. In fact, in October, there will be white truffles. Oh, in, uh, yeah, which are hard to find. Uh, very hard to find. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've, have you seen the Stanley Tucci uh, searching for Italy? Isn't that I a have. wonderful series? Oh, very fun to watch. Yeah.
2: Oh You've man!
0: Done. And the this, the whole segment you did on the the truffles and the white truffles and everything was so fascinating. Really, really, God! But it's such a great show. They only did four episodes, uh, but hopefully there's going to be more this season. I, the, the, there's only four episodes this season.
2: Dan, let me tell you. If we have time, I'll tell you about the first wine that's in your glass. Yes, please uh, tell. It is uh, an Arnace. Uh, in fact, it's a Longhi Uh Longhi is just the name of the, the zone, but it's a Longhi And it's from a small producer, the Pola family, in their little village of Neve uh, in the heart of the Barbaresco district. And uh, their winery is called Fontana Bianca. It was named by uh, Matteo's grandfather because on their property they have a natural spring and the water coming out of it. Is is white from all the minerality, and so Fontana Bianca, white fountain. And uh, what uh, uh,
0: wines that we're aware of, be it Sangio, I mean, uh, Sauvignon Blanc or
1: Chardonnay. Uh, what uh, what is this close to? You know,
2: Dan, I think I'd put that question to
1: you. Well, it's really very difficult to identify something that's parallel to it, but I would say. Probably, a, uh, I will liken it a little bit to Sh- Chenin Blanc, but it's not uh, really. Yeah, it's okay. really its own thing. It's got that nice citrusy, white flower Characteristic, and bubbles. A little bit of spritzy aftertaste, and yeah. it's got good acidity. That's what's that's in, in the wine. And, and the best part about this wine is it's, it's soft and easy drinking, but there's plenty of acid to go with food. So you can drink it either on the patio or put it with some swordfish or something. It's really a delicious wine.
2: Don Don, <laughs> what
0: would you uh, pair this
2: with? Uh, uh, Debbie and I love to have this all by itself as mm-hmm. an aperitivo. But we also like it with salads, with um, soups. Uh, it's great with uh, any white meat. And it's also great with, uh, you know, just a, a pasta without a, uh, you know, just a, I'll call it a clean pasta, like with just oil and butter right or, on, or something like that. Which is one of my favorite uh, things. Uh, vongole, spaghetti vongole. Oh, that'd be great. I yeah, well, I, 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 I'm
0: trying not to say that because it seems like every time we have a really good White wine, I say. Well, it's going to be perfect with my linguine vongole tonight. There you go. I make some of the best vongole and spaghetti. And uh, well, you really p- should pair it with this. This this I would will. be great with that. Okay. Nobody drink anymore, so I can. No, run. you can take. I'll that make long. some vongole tonight. Okay. <laughs> well, but and again,
2: tell everyone the Italian name for this. Uh, Longiarnese, Arnes, A R N E I S, and that is the varietal. That's the grape. Yeah.
1: Arnaise was a variety uh, successfully planted for a long time in Italy, and down around uh, 1900 and 1920, the grape variety started to die as a result of the fact that they didn't know how to make it, uh, they didn't know how to vinify it uh, properly. But it it wasn't until the 1950s or 60s when they invented stainless steel fermentation tanks when they realized that this stuff, when the temperature is controlled during fermentation, you make a gorgeous wine. So they did.
2: Well, it is gorgeous. Uh, and it is. Uh, what year? This is a, a 2020, so this is wow. the new release. And um, Dan would lay it down for, what, 30 <laughs> I years? Would, no, I,
1: this one I just drink. This is yes, delicious yes, it, This is
2: meant to drink right away. I agree. Five minutes, Joe? Thank you. Um, what else do we have here? I, I see some reds and stuff. Yeah, such. so uh, next uh, we're going to turn to one of the big reds. From Piemonte, and Piemonte is known for two of the what I'll call the Titan reds of of Italy Barbaresco and Barolo. Interestingly enough, and we're familiar with both of those, they are based on the same grape, which is Nebbiolo. Okay, but the districts, although they're only a few kilometers apart, have very different terroirs. And ends up producing wines of very different character. So the first one we'll pour for you is a Barbaresco. and this is a 2018. So this is the new release. Uh, it's required that they age it for at least two years in barrel. Really? Before they release it, and required uh, by by the Italian it- law. No kidding.
1: Yes. Yeah, and it's required because. If you release it too soon, it doesn't have any of the character of the region. So by law, they have to hold on to it for an extra full two years. And this wine comes out, and it's really light in color. And Whoa, it, it, that's it, good. It's delicious, and it's not supposed to be dark. It's supposed to be this color. It's perfect. It's the it's the equivalent of, of, of a daily drinking wine, but with the aging potential. You could put this in the cellar for six, eight years, and it would get better. But right now, think about it with pasta with a red sauce oh man don that's incredible uh,
2: winemaker Matteo pola at fontana bianca he is um just took over from his father aldo and this is a vineyard designate barbaresco oh, and the vineyard or the crude that it came from is called sarabuela and uh, therefore it carries the name of the vineyard on it sarabuela Folks, you got to go to
0: ChigazolaMerchants.com. dot com. You'll figure out how to spell chigazola. It is spelled just exactly the way it sounds. Uh, but check out all the different wines that Don and his family bring in from Italy that you're not going to find pretty much anywhere else. And uh, as Dan pointed out, the prices are great.
1: Well, if this was handled by a national distributor, the right. price would be Huge. at least fifteen or twenty dollars more. And and at this price, whatever, what's the price on this, Don? Of uh, the Barbaresco is sixty-five. Well, and it would be eighty-five if it were if it were handled by somebody else. Or more. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for a big company. Um, damn,
2: that's mm. good. All right, what's this? Finally, the other big red from Piemonte is. Has the name or the nickname the wine of kings and the king of wines, and that is Barolo. Uh, It gets that. We have talked with you about Barolo before. Explain that. We have. So, Barolo, again, the same is grapes. Same grape, Nebbiolo. But as you taste this, you're going to notice a completely different character. Uh, Barolo's typically have more of a a leather belt nose to them, Uh, a very distinctive aroma.
1: I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Leather well, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what it like.
2: um, and that's its calling card, and it is. Uh, so, if it's the same grape, what do they do to make these two wines so different? It's just the soils and the temperature. So Barolo tends to be a little bit cooler. Um, in fact, the, the grape Nebbiolo comes from the Italian word Nebbia, which means fog, and so you get. Uh, Late summer, early fall, and you get a lot of fog. You get much cooler temperatures in right. the Barolo than you do Barbarosco. Gotcha. This
1: wine absolutely demands steak. There's tannins in here. I agree. And it's rustic.
0: You know, when I, uh, you guys said leather belt, I thought, oh, geez, that doesn't sound great. But I get it now. <laughs> Tasting this, <laughs> I get it, know, and it's it, wonderful. It's yeah, terrific.
2: very, time. very soft tannins in this wine. Um, and but the, a lot of them but a so. lot of now this is wine and uh, you know dan uh, will speak to this but um, these wines have great residual acid and it's those acids that allow them to age and so this particular barolo is a 2017 it's just been released it's a
1: baby it's a baby if, if you if if anybody wants to try a barolo that has real character this is the one to try but be, open it up maybe 8 hours before you drink it, and pour in it in the decanter and let it sit for six or eight hours. Really? And then it will really show. Because right now, it's just, when you pull the cork on it five minutes ago, <laughs> So. I Well, I well, know.
2: I opened it up actually about an hour ago, but... Uh, that doesn't do much.
1: No, no, that, <laughs> no.
0: Well, it's showing me a lot right now. That's so a gorgeous I, wine. It really is. And, again, com. You're not going to believe the wines they have available. And uh, the whole story on what the Chigazola family does in Italy—I um, don't know, Dan.
1: I think what Don's doing is a good service for the American consumer, and I agree. Uh, some of the a few of these wines are available nationally. But I think uh, eventually, you know, somebody has to discover them more than just Santa Rosa. Rodney <laughs> Strong
0: invites you to their newly renovated historic tasting room and their gorgeous outdoor terrace. It's a beautiful way to spend an afternoon sipping award-winning Rodney Strong wines and all the great experiences that they have to offer. Of course, they are the premier live music winery destination in the North Bay. Three big summer concert series coming up at Rodney Strong, and we'll be talking more about that as we get closer. But right now, we invite you to kick off your 4th of July celebration on Sunday, July 3rd at Rodney Strong. It's their Red, White, and Barbecue event An amazing lineup of barbecue by the uh, folks at Kinsmoke of Healdsburg, and they are the best in the county. So bring the family, enjoy favorites like brisket, ribs, smoked chicken, and a lot more. You uh, can listen to live music from the band Hootenanny. They'll be playing a a lot of classic rock, pop, and country. It is Rodney Strong's Red, White, and Barbecue Sunday, July 3rd. Get your tickets today. You can do that at RodneyStrong.com and find out all about the... uh, Uh, summer concert series as well. Rodney Strong Vineyards, committed to community since 1959 and a proud sponsor of California Wine Country on uh, KSRO and The Drive. Okay, chigazolamerchants.com. Don Chigazola is back with us and uh, somebody called in and really wants to find out how to learn more about Chigazola Merchants and asked if I would spell the name. Earlier I said, it's pronounced like it's spelled. It's spelled like it's pronounced. You'll figure it out. But let me do that for them. C-H-I-G-A-Z-O-L-A. C-H-I-G-A-Z-O-L-A. Chigazola Merchants.
2: Just like it's spelled.
0: And again, (laughs) just, uh, Don, reiterate for people who are just joining us what it is that you and the family do, because it's truly an amazing Gig as I've always said, one of the greatest jobs in America, in my opinion.
2: Best job I've found so far. It uh, it's actually more of a passion than a job. Mm-hmm. I, I can't call it work. It's just right, uh, exactly. too too much fun. But uh, yeah, along with my wife Debbie and my son Tony, we explore the twenty different wine regions of Italy. Each one best known for a few different ancient varietal wines. And we go into these regions and we search for one that we think is a great representative of what we're looking for and import them back over here and then distribute them to a couple of restaurants here in Sonoma County um, along with our private wine club. And uh, anybody listening uh, is welcome to join our private wine club if you want a sampling of these wines delivered to your door every quarter. Uh, All they have to do is go on our website and... uh, click on the contact contact us and send me a, a note with your contact information and we'll get in touch with you and we'll make it happen
0: and the amount of wines that you bring back from italy uh, every year do you have a like a
2: an idea of how many generally that you're bringing in you know we usually uh, like to bring in a minimum of about 30 cases of any one varietal, any one wine. So very small. Um, And over a year, we bring in, like I said, about 500 cases of wine every year. Uh, And unfortunately, in these uh, crazy times we're living in right now, shipping is just, well, I can think of a lot of colorful adjectives, but let me just say it's a mess. (laughs) Yeah, I know. uh, It's extremely challenging to get them over here. But we, we navigate through it. Uh, maybe uh, we have an easier time because we're so small. Uh, we have an easier time navigating through it. But uh, we um, receive usually two shipments a year from Italy. That's it.
1: That's it. One uh, additional bonus that Don didn't talk about, and I'm going to remind you, Don, that you forgot to mention that those wines that you brought in a year ago or two years ago Some of them may still be available on your website. Oh, they absolutely are. In fact, uh,
2: especially when it comes to red wines, I just, as a matter of practice, I let red wines sit in my warehouse for about three or four months before I release them. They really need to settle down from the trip. It's a 6,600-mile journey, and uh, I don't like releasing the reds until they're really settled down. Uh, The whites don't seem to have that same experience, so I'll release them sooner but um, but it, the older
1: vintages are still there in the cell and and it's great storage. I've experienced your older wines and they're in perfect condition.
2: They're stored uh, at a third-party warehouse that is temperature controlled and uh, they're they're stored extremely well and I have never had any concerns about the condition of these wines. They they really even the oldest ones still when we open them today are tasting great. Wow. Now, tell us about Sobrero. So this Barolo that we ended the last segment on, the 2017 Baby Barolo, really is a young wine. It's produced by a family in the village called Castelloni Folletto, and this is the Sobrero family. The grandson is now the winemaker, Flavio Sobrero, and he has done just a marvelous job with this wine. But he's got the help of his two sisters, and between the three of them, they run not only the winery, but also a fabulous agriturismo in Castelloni Folletto called the Sobrero Relay R E L A I S. If anybody's making a trip over there, we've stayed in it. It's a fabulous uh, agriturismo. Ah, um, uh, agriturismo. Agriturismo.
0: <laughs> they're, they're playing tonight at Hot Monk, Dan. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much, Steve.
0: One of my favorite bands.
1: <laughs> I, my chair. I, I talk about
0: this latest uh, taste here.
1: Well, let me. This last wine is the Barbera, and it's it's my favorite wine that you brought, uh, Don. And it is just wonderful. It's rustic, but it's got wonderful fruit, great acidity, terrific acidity. It requires a plate of spaghetti with red sauce. It's just delicious. And cheap. It's 30 bucks a bottle. It's like, it's like stealing. It's
0: delicious. ChigazolaMerchants.com. Don Chigazola, always a pleasure.
2: I'm very grateful that you are very generous and in invite me back here as often as you do. As you can tell, I love talking about these families and their wines. But uh, pleasure to be here, and thank you so much.